0: You know, got me because I came to that armors class. Oh yeah! Shout yeah. out to that armors class. Yeah. Best best money I ever spent. It's <laughs> yeah, a great class. It's awesome class. I met it's some awesome SWAT years guys years. there from out there in Leak City. Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome guys. Like these are the guys that actually go in and save hostages and do amazing things with the great parts that we make. And like, oof, yeah, that's a whole nother deal. <laughs>
1: well it's cool I mean like I thought I had a good understanding of like ARs and then you sit down and take a class like that I've taken it twice now and you're like oh like this is a whole nother perspective on how these guns run and how they're built and assembled and like the love that goes into I don't want to say whatever you want to call it. it goes into like making one of those and putting one together you're like oh okay that's how that thing operates and functions and why that matters yeah yeah like you know what does Mike say like the fucking thing must work i love that yeah (laughs) i love that rule number one yeah
2: let's go ahead and get this started i don't know what camera i'm supposed to look at here actually probably don't have a good camera angle i've I've, this one's on him i can oh you moved me away from the light i know what you did dude your thighs are (laughs) so white the sun, That's how I was, mine would be. I was just glowing <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> like like,
0: well, there man. goes my white it's balance. It's all right. Yeah, it's man. all
2: auto adjusted. Y'all, y'all
0: know who really works. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. So, hey, welcome to the Big Text Ordinance Podcast. Today, we are sitting down with Brad from Swiss CNC. Today, in the studio, we've got Ike. Ian and myself. And once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If this is your first time, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, hit the link, do the follow thing, subscribe, whatever it is on whatever platform you're on. So you can tell them that we're important to you (laughs) because we are, and you're important to us. I love you. Brad. What's up? What's <laughs> up, man? Thanks for joining. I know you're super busy, dude. You're right down the road, so we really appreciate you taking the two and a half minutes to get <laughs> over here today. It's uh, it a nice
0: drive, five or seven minutes. It, if you traffic. hit the light, yeah. right? In September, <laughs> but, it's nicer weather.
2: And for the viewers, let's see those shoes, man.
0: Oh man, can you even see that?
2: Oh, uh, we, we can zoom in. We've got, got them got it on forecast. You know, got
0: them fresh, fans. Oh cool, yeah. so my whole team did this for me it was my 40th birthday present and they're awesome and they sent this out to a lady on social media she's awesome too very artistic and uh yeah this was the result and normally i I think i said this earlier you know i have them in a glass box and i have them on the safe and they kind of tease me around the shop they're like brad you should wear them (laughs) and i thought i'd wear them today for this so here we are nice I dig them. Trying well, to make it a special thing.
2: Oh no, wait,
3: they're they're pretty cool.
0: After this, I'll take them back home and put them back on ice.
3: <laughs> yeah, if y'all can't see, I mean, like the the detail in those is pretty. It's pretty neat. There's a it's lot of nice.
0: lot of stuff going on. Yeah, these guys put dog tags on there, and you know they even got you know I'm big on Belgian Malinois. I ha- I have one. Uh, he's three years old, and his name's Flex. So, some <laughs> people like that name. Some people don't. No, man. They just did. They did a great job, and I wore them. You know, it kind of reminds me of like the stuff that they do back at the shop. You know, a lot of guys like they'll see me out because I'm client facing. You know, I'll be out in the world, and they'll say, you know, oh, Brad, what's going on? But they don't get to meet any of those guys at the shop, and like they're the they're the real rock stars. They're the ones that's like making everything happen. So. Dude, it was cool when
1: we when we came down and walked around y'all's shop.
0: Like, like you, oh, oh, you, you
1: have an impress- impressive, yeah, like, absolutely impressive operation
0: going we on. We try to keep there. it clean. I mean, it, it's ran like an aerospace shop. Uh, it is had, an aerospace shop. We have a medical shop. background. So, I mean, that's where we learned about Swiss machines and manufacturing. And there was a lot of injection plastic molding back in those days with medical components. And when we found, you know, firearms didn't really they weren't getting any of the love from the coding side or from the machining side. And once we identified that, we were like, well, they need some love too. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's lots of complex, cool firearm parts out there in the world that, you know, if you make them right, they work right and they don't fail. And that was our biggest thing is, you know, when it was like 2014, when we started it and there wasn't, we weren't impressed, you know, like there wasn't anything going on at the time where we were like, oh, these people are getting the best machines and they're making, you know, they're making Rolex widgets for the firearms industry. We didn't see that. And so that was Chris, my buddy and Chris Adams. And, um, you know, like he's he's the genius behind the scenes. He's the guy that you guys have met. Cause yeah. y'all Came over.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just the guy that gets to go out and shake hands and do smiles and all that. But, <laughs> I mean, he's the real genius behind the operation. And I've seen that guy take. You know, we were at a party one time and somebody drew what they thought they wanted on a napkin and handed it to them. And by the following Monday, we had a first article. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's when I started to see, I was like, man, this guy is just on another level.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you could do that for the firearms industry, that's what they need because you guys go through peaks and valleys and swings on demand and we've seen it. So, so, so before Swiss,
2: but we'll back it up a little bit. Before sure. that, what did you do prior?
0: I was in the Marine Corps uh, right out of high school. Uh, I came from a poor background; um, family couldn't really pay for college or anything like that. And um, the recruiter, he was he was good. He was like one of those closers, you know. I mean, he was <laughs> they like, always are. He was like, "Hey, Brad, you want to travel?" <laughs> like I didn't say it'd be places you wanted to go, but
3: <laughs> you'll go places.
0: Nah, but uh, I was just a young kid from Spring, and that's where I was born and raised. And, uh, you know, these guys, these recruiters were coming to the school. My next door, to, uh, my next door neighbors, both of them were actually Marines. Mm. And they had a heavy influence on me. Um, Puerto Rican family, awesome family. And uh, they hung out with my family a lot. And I watched them go to the Marines and be successful. And when I was getting out of high school, I kind of watched other kids going, like my friends that I kind of came up with. I was watching them go to college. And I thought to myself, well, I can't just sit here and be an idol. And didn't have the money to go to college and, you know, just had to do something and that was around the same time that all that stuff was happening with nine eleven and that. So it's crazy to think about how many how many lives have been impacted by that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. To on all on all sides.
3: All
2: sides of events. Yep.
0: But but yeah, that's what I was doing back in, you know, I don't know how far back you wanted to go, but Right out of high school, go to the Marines, get out of the Marines, uh, come out and start doing land sales. Uh, had a good buddy of mine, Jason. He uh, he grabbed me and we were going to school at Sam Houston State. Okay, yeah. And uh, he's like, Brad. He's like, you know, you're good at talking to people. He's like, you should you should do sales. And I thought, man, I I get nervous in front of people. I don't know if that'd be good for <laughs> me. But you know, what do they say? Like, get out of your shell. You know, try not to become complacent and content. So. I did that. Loved it. It was fun selling land. Uh, we used to sell land to families, and then they would build homes or sell it oh, themselves. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, later on, you know, the Wall Street bailout, you know, stuff kind of happens, and it's not real easy to sell land anymore. So I end up, I was playing basketball three times a week. Uh, awesome, awesome story. Love telling this one. Um, and. Didn't even know that this guy had his own company. Was friends with the guy for like a year or two. Didn't even know he had his own medical company. And, you know, I'm playing basketball with him and him and I become good friends. And he's, you know, like, what are you doing in life? And I'm like, not too much. And he's like, well, come work at my company. And I go to work at this guy's medical company. And that was the first time I'd ever been exposed to manufacturing, like seeing the machines that made shit. And I was just after that, it was over. I was like, wait, we can make stuff and sell it to people and people will buy it. And like after that, it was over. Like you couldn't you couldn't tell me anything else. And I understood, you know, this guy, you know, he's still around to this day and he's a mentor of mine. But um, he's uh, he and we ended up selling the the medical company. And, you know, his son, as a matter of fact, uh, the owner of Swiss, like the the big owner. And um, he's the one now that, you know, he makes it all possible. I mean, he, he started it like, y'all ever seen that movie, Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams? Oh, yeah. That's what Chris did for, you know, Chris Adams. He was, That's what he did with Swiss CNC. He started it as a field of dreams. We started with one machine in a building. And I was like, what are you going to do with all this? And he's like, I'm going to make parts for any industry that needs help. And I was like, okay, you got any, any in your mind, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, cause he could have done medical aerospace. This guy could have done anything he wanted to do. He could also sat in his couch. You know, and not done anything. And so when he built this field of dreams and then all of a sudden we started hiring employees and ah, it just – it's like it all grew. And then that's when you have to sit there and just like, you know, sometimes think that everything works out because I've seen it not work out for so many. Yeah, I've seen people be passionate and it not work out. So you got to have a little bit more than passion. You got to have some other things, some other ingredients in the recipe. But
3: Yeah. Very cool. So, so Swiss, we, we've been there a couple times. You've given us the grand tour and stuff. For those folks that may not know, what kind of um, what kind of machining do y'all do? What kind of machines do y'all have? What kind of parts do y'all make? And if, I, I know there's probably some things you can't talk about, but give us let us know kind of what right. Swiss is and what what do they do.
0: The the way that I like to explain it to everybody is, my buddy Chris went and got the very best machines that you can get. You know, a lot of people, if they were going to start a machine shop, they might start with like a $70,000 Haas machine or a Kiowa or, you know, something like that, right? You're not going to have like an actual, you know, Lamborghini, do it all, do it quick. Part one is the same as part one million. I mean, like these are the machines that, I mean, it's what Rolex uses. It came from like Citizen watches and Rolex watches, and they did like a whole signature line just for them. And so, like, these are the same machines that they use, and so if they're good enough to make components for watch industry and aerospace and all these other awesome industries, how come firearms can't use that? And that's really what, you know, Chris's genius is, is that, you know, he was like, I'm going to – he told me, he was like, Brad, he's like, you may not see it right now in the industry because this was back in, like, 2012, 2013. He's like, Brad, you may not see it in this industry now, but he's like, in the future, you'll see more and more companies that have machines and do things underneath their roof. And they they may actually even have Swiss machines, you know, because some companies can't bite that off because the machines, you know, they're not the most affordable out there. And you also got to have a driver, you know, and you got to have a driver that knows what he's doing or else you're just going to be crashing machines and going through money overhead, whatever. So, Yeah. I mean, I think that when I'm explaining Swiss machines to people, I try to explain it, that these are the F1 race cars of the machining, you know, world. They tight tolerance. I mean, these guys are, you know, we'll get drawings from a customer and they'll say plus or minus five thou. And these guys will still, you know, operate in the two thou or, you know, in the tents. And just knowing that, you know, they'll still be okay. Even if they get out of their window, they're still in the customer customer's window. And they've got the machines that can do it, and they've got the skill set and the talent, you know, and the, and the operator and the machinist. So it's just amazing where we're at in 2022 and the stuff that we can do now. Cause yeah. we used to not have machines that could do all this stuff. I mean, some of these machines, they couldn't do, uh, you know, multi axis, multi cuts all at the same time. And now they can. And to me, that's what's just so impressive. It's like uh, we make jokes about Skynet being real. (laughs) You know, it it is because at the at the moment when you have a system where it can just send the program to the machine, the machine spits out the part for you. That's next level. Yeah. You know, and I mean, not machining at some point will probably be looked at as primitive because, you know, 3D printing and all that is making, you know, making so many leaps in innovation. And I I see that as the next thing. I don't know if it's ten years, fifteen years, you know. I, I don't know how far out it is. I'm not Brad Stradamus over here, but like, <laughs> it's it's coming. You know, 3D printing they're they're printing metal. Yeah, and so it's all coming. And so I think that you know, me and my buddy, we just kind of fell in a in a unique little niche at a special time in the in the industry where we can help out some companies and you know help them go be successful. Because I mean it's impressive what a lot of these companies are already doing and the ideas that they're thinking of now that the machining and all the abilities have, have caught up because maybe they had the ideas in the past, but they could, they didn't have the ability. Maybe they approached people and they said, we can't do that. You know, there's no way you can, uh, you can't do a creative tool path and reach that point and cut it that way. Well, I've seen people nowadays that they can do that and they can do it very quickly. But yeah, Swiss machines are awesome. I, I, I just look at them as like little Rolex widget makers you know and I mean they they make so many parts so fast you're talking like sub five minute t- cycle times in some cases not not every case but it's just amazing what those guys back at the shop can do with those Swiss machines they're driving them like Lamborghinis yeah around the track and they're they're setting record times when they're doing it and like that's impressive. I mean, if you can drive the machine, that's impressive. But drive the machine and set times and go go win championships with it, like that's next level.
2: So one of the things that some of our listeners not might not be aware of is like when and and we're going to keep this as generic as possible when it when it comes to company names because you you've got a, a stack of NDAs that you. You can't say names because you're you're manufacturing for these companies, but there's a lot of companies out there that they're a gun manufacturer. Yes, I'm doing air quotes here, so you can't, <laughs> if you're if you're listening, you can't hear them. But they're a gun manufacturer, but they're not physically taking a chunk of aluminum or whatever it is and turning that into a part, a lower receiver, a muzzle device, a a gun barrel, whatever, but they have a list of specs. They have a designs or they have the designs for that. And they 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 have all of that uh, what what is it technically called? The data sheet, the TDP.
3: Yeah, Techn- the TDP data package.
2: Right. They have all that information and they know the gun they want to build, but for them to build it, they would literally have to have Millions upon millions of dollars worth of machines and special equipment to build it, and nobody's got that. Like nice. not under under one roof, unless you're like cult.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know my man knows this stuff, right? Yep. <laughs> uh,
2: and and they can't. So so what they do is they come to m- companies like Swiss and say, "Hey, I need you to make this part. I need you to take this hunk of aluminum." put it in your magic Ferrari <laughs> running around the track and spit it out so I can build a gun. And and what our, a lot of customers don't understand is that is one reason why we are at the point we are at in supply chain. And they're like, well, why can't they just build more guns? We want more guns. And you're like, ah. <laughs> you know, the Tom Cruise laugh, right? <laughs> it's not happening. They just can't <laughs> flip a switch. And build more because, one, they've got to put an order in. They've got to request materials. They've got to do this whole list of things to get to the guy who's going to make the part, who's making parts for somebody else already. And that's why we're still waiting on parts that we've ordered.
0: That whole thing blew my mind, by the way. (laughs) No, and not just, I mean, you did a great job on how you framed it. Thank you. I'm saying like that when I discovered that for myself because, you know, you saying it just is like, you know, I think I've had thoughts before, but you framed it how I've thought about it. And that blew my mind when I made that discovery. And I think that what it was is, you know, you had big companies that were going to the military space for military contracts. Well, that left a void. And so then you had all your, you know, like John Nevesky, you know, bless his heart, you know, and like all these other great legends that came in and, Got it Got it going and filled that void and kept, you know, kept everything going for the guys that, that love this stuff, you know, and believe in it. And so, yeah, that blew my mind when I, when I made that discovery for myself as a man that, you know, when I was growing up, I just figured everybody did things underneath their roof. And, you know, I thought to myself after I kind of like seen a couple of things and met a couple of folks like Ian and other guys, I was like, man, I don't know anything. I don't know. You know I the smartest answer I <laughs> can tell people joke. is like I know nothing. You know, <laughs> like I thought I used to know a lot, you know, but then now, you know, you see and there's so many good companies out there that whether they're, you know, like kind of small on a and just starting out or they've been around for a while and they've gained some traction in the market. There's so many good companies out there that they're so close in so many ways, but yeah, it's all about scaling and it's all about you know dealing with the peaks and valleys like uh you know every time there's something that happens in society and then all of a sudden orders go through the roof i mean like companies have to deal with that Mm -hmm. and like you know a lot of times i mean i i deal with a lot of companies that are on back order yeah you know and i mean they're great companies but they're on back order because their their products are so great in quality that that you know everybody's trying to get them and so like that's to me that's just something that I've learned, you know, in the past, you know, five, ten years. And I didn't always know that. You know. It it made me have a lot of respect for the industry. It made me have a lot of respect for the guys like you and you know, couples. Like if you look around, it's couples like you and Maddie, Dion and Jackie at F one. You know, other other great couples, you know, you got uh, David Spector and his wife down there, at Radical. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other great couples out there that are doing awesome things with companies, and they're doing it behind the scenes. They're doing it quiet. You know, like they support law enforcement. You'll see them write big checks and do, do big things, and sometimes it may not make the Twitter feed, but, like, they still do it. I was just at Lone Survivor the other night, and, I mean, it was amazing some of the things that happened there. You know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but – a lot of money flowing around for a good cause. A lot, a lot of good things happening.
1: And when you when you guys make like a batch of something,
0: whatever it is,
1: you're not doing five, 10, 100. Right. You're doing thousands.
0: Yeah, like a 10,000 minimum. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, normally we don't see like little onesie, twosie orders yeah. or anything like that. I yeah.
1: Mean, you're doing we'll, thousands
0: at a time. Yeah. We'll have some of the biggest companies. And I mean, um, You know, like there's there's awesome companies out there that push so much product that, you know, every time you open up one of their boxes with a silencer in it, there's a muzzle device. Mm -hmm. That's us, you know, and I mean, so you've got to be able to prepare for all those swings and you've got to be more of a partner than a provider. That's what we've learned. You know, if you just try to be a provider to people, the moment that it gets sideways or you have something challenging that happens in the relationship, they don't know how to work through it. But if it's a partnership, you know, you can always come to the table, sit down like what we were doing right now and talk about solutions. And like that's what's kind of cool about some of these companies is, you know, they're not they're not too big yet. You know, like some of them can they can still get a lot done. They're not like death by a thousand paper cuts. Um you know you still got like one guy that can just make the make the call or make the you know make the shot on something you can call him up and say hey can we do this or not are we good yeah let's go and you know then you're running parts
1: hi i'm chris from big techs ordinance and i'm ian from big techs ordinance <laughs> <laughs> and today
2: we've got the weekly update so first off from Voltor is the classic Myrrh upper receivers, right? So we've got them in foliage green, black, standard black. Those are my picks. What do you got over there?
1: Um for Boomer. all for all the wheel gun enthusiasts out there, we've started carrying some some Sapphire Land, Comp 3, and Comp 2 speed loaders for J frames and K frames. So if you guys need a good speed loader, for all of your um, revolver needs, we got some. Uh, we have the new Streamlight Wedge XT also. These come in black and FTE. Great little task light. You know, drop your keys underneath the couch. You're looking for your burrito. Good little option from Streamlight. Comes with a little lanyard on it as well. S-
2: solid price point on those. I would, I'll would. Yep. i have to reference the price point on USB those. USB-C
1: rechargeable and it has a deep carry uh, pocket, pocket clip, clip on it. Yeah, so. option. Looks great.
2: Coming up, there's a bunch of classes. We've got Paradox Training. Oh, I'll be across yeah, the, the street at the, at the range. range. Uh, doing that the 27th, not this weekend, but next weekend. Anyway, lots of training events coming up. We just also posted the Suns of Liberty. Oh, yeah, the Armors class. Armors class in May. It's up on the website. Anyway, thanks for watching. Be safe. Finger guns. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's one thing that's always kind of impressed me about y'all is one thing we've been really big on as a company is like relationship-based business, I guess. Like there's a lot of companies that we sell their products that we know the owners personally and we have really good relationships with. It's not it's more of a partnership than just like a than just like a formal um you know, I guess association or whatever. So it's really nice having that kind of personal touch and being able to being able to talk with somebody that that can get it done and somebody that's interested in the long term not just, you know, get taking your money now and, and, you know, going on down the road, but they want, they want it for the long term.
0: Like a job shop. You know, that's what I think of when I think of like a job shop and a machine shop is that, you know, we're just getting purchase orders and we're getting them done, you know, like these big batches and we're yeah. getting them out to the customer and the customers, you know, sending them to other platforms to, you know, get them to the end user. And, then we're done and then you know it's a next 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 whatever but that's not how we tried to do things at our in our business model we set it up to where that we never took on that many clients we only took on the clients that we thought that we could help fully the moment that it gets to you know so many clients and you've got so many people on your staff or your team you know there's there's drop offs there's trade offs and so you know when it comes to quality the owner of the company will not let parts leave that facility unless they're perfect and what they're supposed to be. And, you know, I just know how he is and I know how the system, you know, is that they've set up. And they're just, you know, they're all very prideful. Uh, a lot of these guys are born and raised from Texas, like us, you know? And so, oh, I mean, well, not you, <laughs> <laughs> outsider over here. But no, I mean, and, and that's what's crazy, too, is 75% of a lot of these sales—I mean, you know, like the guys had over there, you know? I mean, a lot of these sales are Texas. Yeah. You know, it's a Texas thing, you know? And so, like, I didn't understand that either. That's another thing I didn't understand, you know? And, like, it, it finally hit me, and I was like, well, wait a second. We're all in Texas. Why aren't we—you know, we're. I feel like we're the next the next changing of the guard, you know? Because you've got, like, your Mike Pappas's from Dead Air— and you know ernie beckwith i mean these are awesome guys and but you know i mean the the you know the clock's ticking on all of us right and so i'm 40 i mean i know you're younger than me but i mean the clock's ticking on all of us and so i don't know how long all of us will have in this game uh this firearms this firearms industry um but i look at it like guys like you know us are the next the next thing you know like we have to make sure that we take the baton and and run with it and do the right things, too. It's not about just, you know, oh, hey, here's this awesome Ferrari or this awesome Lamborghini. No, you have to be doing the right things with it. We're not trying to wreck cars. We're not trying to, you know, do crazy stuff. We're trying to be responsible with it, too. Mm-hmm. You've got kids. Yep, I've got real. kids, too. So, I mean, yeah, I think about that, too, about, like, guns and and, and how all this mixes together. You know, I sit down and have conversations with them about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's more about making making efforts so that they can have a healthy relationship with things, you know, because like if you just try to hide things and you don't give them training and you don't teach them stuff. I don't know where that goes either. I haven't tried that, so I don't know, <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> I don't know where not, that goes. <laughs> that's
2: not happening. That's yeah. not happening. The, the Christmas Day, the first thing my four year old told her grandmother was. Daddy bought me a BB gun. Nice. I was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we all got BB guns. So we're fixing to shoot them in your, gr- in your backyard, Grandma. <laughs> like, here, we, here we come. We got targets. Don't worry about it. And I, safety glasses.
1: I uh, went to Sal the other day to drop off my my rifle. And one of his dude's uh, sons was in the parking lot ripping a Red Rider BB gun, shooting oh, nice. at everything. <laughs> and, I <was clears throat> and I pull in. He's like, you know, I say, say hi to the little dude he's like, you know what this is? I'm like, that's a Red Ryder BB gun. he's like, how do you know? I was like, because I have one of those. And my dad would probably kick my ass for how many beer cans I shot for, you know.
0: That's me and Nash. My my son, he's seven. I mean, we're posted up. And, you know, that that was one of the things I loved about Q. You know, meeting Kevin is like seeing how he ran his company. Uh, Meeting Mike, Mm -hmm. seeing how he ran his company, you know. I mean, these guys are family guys. These guys have kids, too. And, like, once you start hanging out with them and you realize that they're a lot like you and you got a lot of common things going on, it's, yeah, it's it's crazy at that point. I mean, you, you can't help become attached, you know, if you're a human being. I mean, you start to, everything becomes very real. It's not just, like, names on a page anymore or anything like that.
2: You get a better business relationship, which, which translates over into every aspect of the customer experience. Yeah. So, you know, like one of our, I think one of our commercials on ballistic radio is, you know, you're not a customer. You're, you're a friend. Everybody likes Ike is is the deal. And we, you know, we've seen it in, in, in person.
0: I got a sticker on my golf cart.
2: (laughs) Everybody likes Ike and a dude, we're sitting at dinner at TTPOA with one of the staccato reps and the dude's sitting there and he's like, and he just starts laughing. And he's like, this is, that's Ike. That's everybody likes Ike. And like, had no clue that we were all sitting. Like he was who he was and who we were until he put together big text, big text. That dude's name's Ike, you know? And like the whole table's rolling. Like it was, it was cool. And that's, that's what we do. Right. That's that's why we're doing it.
0: Yeah. That's how Mike, uh, you know, got me <laughs> because I came to that armors. class. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to that armors class. Yes. Yeah. Best, best money I ever spent. Um, that's yeah, a great class. It's awesome class. I met some awesome SWAT times. guys there uh, from out there in League City. Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome guys. Like these are the guys that actually go in and save hostages and do amazing things with the great parts that we make. And, like, oof, yeah, that's a whole nother deal. (laughs) Well,
1: it's cool. I mean, like, I thought I had a good understanding of, like, ARs. And then you sit down and take a class like that. I've taken it twice now. And you're like, oh, like, this is a whole nother perspective on how these guns run and how they're built and assembled and, like, the love that goes into, I don't want to say whatever you want to call it, It goes into, like, making one of those and putting one together. You're like, oh, okay, that's how that thing operates and functions and why that matters. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, you know, what does Mike say? Like the fucking thing must work. Rule yeah, rule one. Yeah, number I, number I one. love that. Yeah. Rule I love one. that.
0: Rule number one. Yeah. They don't work. Fuck it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you brought up Texas earlier. There's some big names in the industry in Texas. And like, I don't know if people
0: realize that there's, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of awesome Texas based companies. Yeah. Y'all have had some on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, legends, like living legends and you know guys that are humble just like you you know i mean and where i was going with that armorist class is you know mike walks out and he's like hey brad you know you you know uh you know ike and i'm like "Nah." he's like well you should (laughs) (laughs) you know and so it was easy for mike from sons to just you know make the intro and do it you know i mean and ever since then you know i mean we became friends and the rest is history you know and it's easy But, you know, what I've been finding in the industry, I'll speak for myself, is that there's a lot of good guys like that. You know, there's, like I said, there's guys down there in Stafford working their ass off to build awesome stuff for LE military and civilians. Um, There's guys in Spring doing it. You know, like there's guys in San Antonio doing it. Um, You know, you just, you start to look around, there's guys in Dallas, you know. And, I mean, it's just pretty cool that we have all that going on in our backyard. Um, I didn't know that it was going to be like that when we first started. I thought, you know, maybe we get like, you know, one client, two clients, and, you know, it was going to be something small. I think that that's a testament to the team and the quality that they produced. If they hadn't put out such good quality, my job would have been super hard, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So my job's easy, thanks to them.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's super easy. I guess when you have an awesome product and able to provide that level of service and that level of quality and consistency, yeah. I guess it's it, not gonna say it's easy, but it, it definitely makes it easier.
0: It's super. It's super hard week to week. You know, what I mean, because you'll have companies like they are on back order and they want to aggressively get off back order, so they're putting in batches of twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Oh, wow, <laughs> you're just like. You're constantly thinking about, you know, okay, well, it's time to go ahead and pick up another machine, you know, because there's this much work now, it, it justifies it.
1: But I mean, those those machines, it's not like you're ordering off of Amazon that's going to be here prime on Monday. Man, that's <laughs> so
0: true. Because look at the supply chain for you guys. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing when we go to order machines because these machines are the best of the best and you're getting them from Japan. Yeah. So, and we're already in line for like the, the next two awesome ones that are coming. And so like now I think we're up to like, somewhere in the teens like 13 14 machines oh wow um and
1: how how long does that take for you guys to get like if you were today say hey i want the newest machine the newest ferrari $5. yeah the newest
0: ferrari for for you know the right dudes. now it seems like it takes a slow boat from china i mean it seems like you're you're looking at 6 months yeah. or more maybe, i mean i mean maybe even 6 months is ridiculous maybe it's more like a year <laughs> You know, just to get it to the port and then get it out of port and get it brought to like from California on a truck to like where we are in Montgomery, Texas. Yeah,
1: and then you got to set it up. I mean, you're not yeah. like, all right, plug that bitch in, and now that's like, what we start. make gains,
0: though, because you know, my buddy, you know, he he knew how to do all that stuff with the machines, and so like we don't have to depend on a third party company to like you know come in and set help us up, or yeah. set up or do anything like that. We can just do it all ourselves, and so that's what helped us is as soon as these crates drop, we can you know uncrate them get them down in the, in the buildings. I mean, you guys saw it when y'all were through, he had all the buildings prepped already. Like the floors were done. The roof was done the walls, you know, water pipes, everything, electricity. Um, you gotta have all that stuff done. So like, you know, that way when you're dropping machines, you can be about manufacturing life. You know, you don't want to be worried about, Oh, well, I I didn't spec out the right compressor or I didn't spec out these water lines. Right. Or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean those, and those machines are the size of a Ferrari. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's a little...
0: Those guys, they... Those guys that y'all met, they will take paper dolls and they will rearrange the room and set it up and say, no, 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 this is how the machine should be. Like, before we ever get the machines, like, actually dropped. And so we've got multiple layouts from multiple team members showing us, look, this is the most efficient, you know, thing to do. Because that's the thing is, like, being in medical, having, like, a Six Sigma Kaizen uh, background... Um, everything was about cutting out waste and lean manufacturing at its finest. And so, you know, if it takes 10 components to build something, well, can you build it in seven? Can we obsolete three of these, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, like that was always the the mindset and that goes back to these guys back at the shop. Like that's their genius. That's what they understand how to do. And I mean, I, I kind of just, I got a courtside seat to this stuff. You know, I like it.
1: We we do the same. I mean, we were doing the same thing last week in the shop. It's like, hey, what can make what what can we do to make the shipping aspect of our job easier? What the, the flow, the layout of the warehouse to you know, so we can be the most efficient to get the most packages out the
0: door to our customers. So it, it, different. And you guys have a, a great reputation with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize that until I started doing stuff with y'all and then I started talking to other people like that's one of the reasons people love y'all is they place the order and it's like a genie shows up on their front doorstep <laughs> because, I mean, you guys take it seriously, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like that. And I, I think that that's the advantage to like a small company, right? Um, when you're small, you know, you do things the the best way you know how and you make all the right choices for all the right reasons and, you know, you, you get stuff to the end user. Um some companies get so big that man it you almost lose some of that at some point. You gotta be careful.
2: I'm concerned with mouse clicks. <laughs>
0: like I I, I am not <laughs> joking, dude. Like, no, you,
1: you should see Chris I get uh, you need I, to see Chris's computer set up at home. He's like running the Death Star from I, home. I get
2: like upset whenever somebody like our shipping software has changed some stuff and now you can't just sh- shift, shift collect, click. Shift click Skip a couple, shift click, and and select a bunch. You have to select fifteen, send it, then then skip a couple and select. So now it's taken me like fifteen, twenty more clicks. Damn. to do a task that was taking me five. Can that you, adds up, man? Can you guys? When make I have to do a robot <laughs> hand a mouse click for hey. us. I'm good. You have I'm three good hands.
0: These do- yeah. these Doosan robots.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm good, but I, like like they, they, that's the. We get to that level. Mm -hmm. We're like, move that. Can that save? Move that off the floor. You know, pick that up. Why? Because if I bend over, if somebody's having to bend over to pick that, that's three seconds. If they do that six, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like doing a time study on every event that you're responsible for. And then once you get the results of that time study, you see it. What do they say? Be careful with what you measure because once you start measuring you may not like what you see. You know? Yeah. I mean you might find that you're spending three hours in the shower every morning like Brad or like okay. <laughs> But you're clean. Right. Really clean. Really clean.
3: <laughs> Another thing um that impressed me about y'all like seeing the shop a couple of times was like the level of like the level level of quality control that y'all do. Like I mean we were over there you had a guy on a muzzle device like ch- checking it for cons-, cons cons consent
0: oh I can't even think of the word right no, now. No, I know concentricity. Concentricity that there word. Yep. Wow it's that's a big, big that's word. That's your SAT word of the day. I folks. learned it from one of my guys at the shop.
1: <laughs> I, I like what what i talked I'm proud about. I
0: could just I proud I'm proud I could say it.
1: <laughs> you were like uh you I think you asked me, you're like, How many uh, holes are on that muzzle device? And you just you already knew like <laughs> oh, bam. Yeah. 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 Uh that was that was funny.
2: When when the production, when it comes off, every every piece is getting checked
0: or or right there at the machine, right there at the machine. Yeah, because that's that's, uh, that's, that's well, the well, thing that's is like so if you can for- catch it right there, I mean, you're ahead of the game yeah and you have to know what you're doing right there because the machines are so badass that most times if you see struggling going on, it could be the operator, the human part of it. Right. Because those machines are just they're ridiculous in how accurate they are. You know, I think what I'm trying to think of one of the sound bites that I heard from my buddy, Chris, he's like, you know, drop so many on drop so many hairs on the floor and pick up this many. And that's what that machine can do. And it's just it's it's ridiculous, you know. And so, like, I think that that's where, you know, right now we have two guys that are awesome at everything. And so they're training up all the other entry level guys to, you know, get them to where that they're awesome because maybe they haven't spent enough time with us yet. Or, you know, whatever it whatever the, the, the deal may be with them. Um, but yeah, I mean we're we're getting somewhere now. We've got us a team of, you know, young guys that, you know, act like they're in their thirties but they're in their twenties. How many people y'all have? Uh, twenty I think twenty seven now. Wow. Yeah, I want to say 25, but I think we just got, yeah, we ended up getting two more now. So we're at 27. Are you guys, sorry, go ahead. It's been busy though with that too, because that's a whole nother thing. It's like, once you start doing well, you have to start hiring people. And so like there's phases of growth when you go through a business model, like um, friends and family or whatever. And I know you've experienced it. We've talked, (laughs) we've talked offline enough to where that you know, I, I respect what you're doing and you know, now we've gotten to the point to where that, you know, we can actually go out and get some real good talent because, you know, we've got the account to do so because we've made enough widgets. And so just sorting through all the applications, you know, anytime you open up hiring and you get like 1,500 applications or something like that, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Every, you know, what is it? A lot of these guys, they want to work at an FFL, but if they only knew. <laughs> <laughs> If they only knew, (laughs) I mean, they all, they, they might, you know, there might be some people watching right now, you know, like they, oh man, you know, these guys got the life, you know, they get to work out with guns and they (laughs) get to, you know, meet all these awesome people. And it's like, yeah, those are the highlights. You should see some of the other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There's some other stress. Oh yeah.
2: We started this podcast just so we could hang out with people.
0: Nice, <laughs> right? like, We
2: don't get to do this. This is, but this was not. Hey, Brad, come in, chill out. Before I, it was like, Brad, come in, checks it out. All right, dude, I gotta go. All right, I gotta go. All right, go. we're not, we're not producing, but not now we're producing. So now we also get to chill and hang out with our buddies. Yeah,
0: I like how you guys do it. Y'all just make it easy. You know, you can come in and just talk. That's know? that's
3: all we're doing. We're just kind of hanging out and like we really don't have any agenda or or like talking points. It's just four or five dudes in a room just just chatting you know well
0: and i mean sometimes i wonder about this like you know the audience like for bto like i'm what are they what are they really you know hoping to get out of this when they watch it you know like are they wanting to learn more about guns are they wanting to learn more about the firearms industry through our eyes and you know look at it through our lens you know like i always i always sit there and you know think about that when i get time you know like i mean what what do others you know how do they view people like us and what do they what do they try to get out of this and you know is there something that we're not doing right now that we could do that would help them out better um you know give them some type of eye opening epiphany or something but other than like y'all talk with all these guys about like firearms like you know what you carry every day and you know what brands are good and and good parts the biggest thing that i saw in the industry when i first came in was that there was a lot of parts like mike says uh they had chinesium in them <laughs> i love that i love that uh i told him i was going to quote him yeah he, i mean him and his chinesium parts i didn't understand that there was companies out there making parts that they were cutting steps out important critical steps mm. and not thinking about the end user and they were just thinking about the profits it was like profits over people right and so, like, that's one thing that Chris and I refuse to do. Um, we won't do that. You know, we won't cut steps out. Like, things get heat treated so that they get brought up to the proper HRC. And they get tested to make sure and validate. Like, everything comes with certificates and all that. Yeah. Because if you're going to be doing business with companies, like, they expect that too. And it's about being world class. If you want to help this industry really advance and you want to put good uh, fighting rifles in the hands of good guys, LE guys or whoever they might be, make good parts. Be world class. You know, in everything that you do, stand behind your stuff. You know, and there's companies out there that they've got a lot to learn when it comes to that. Maybe they're still just trying to make their way. Yeah. You know?
2: So if I was... If I came to you, right, and said, hey, I want to make X, right? I want to make here's a my muzzle. Napkin. Yeah, here's my napkin. Here's my muzzle muzzle device. What does that journey look like? like it's pretty cool.
0: I mean, from the time that you <laughs> hand it over. I mean, seriously, like from the time that you hand it over to us, you know, it's all about models, drawings, and sample parts. And then as soon as we have some of those, or maybe you don't have a sample part because it's something that just kind of came out of your head. Um, you know, we do all the models and the drawings and we work with you guys on that. There's some clients that we've had in the past that, uh, during their growth as a company, they may not have had, uh, engineering. They may not have had, you know, the ability or had someone that was awesome at SolidWorks. So we filled that void for them and we showed them, you know, like, look, this is how we would do it. And so from the time that you give it to us. Uh, models and drawings and all these things are are formulated. Programs are written. Um, you know, it's assigned in the schedule. It goes on the machine, and then all of a sudden, you know, you might have an order for, you know, like Ian said, like five thousand, ten thousand of them that need to be ready by Friday. Takes us four days to run the job. <laughs> so four days later, we've got all these nice shiny parts, and we're handing them over to you, and you know, you guys can help them get to the end user. And I mean, it's world class quality product. That's the only thing that we're interested in making. If it's not world class, if it's not quality, don't give a damn about it. Y'all go use it on y'all's rifles. Hope it doesn't, you know, blow up on you. <laughs> you know, like I hope your gas block doesn't turn into a frag grenade. You know, because it was not made out of the right material, not heat treated properly, or maybe you know, not qpq'd properly. You know, like everything that you do has to be world class because. When I was hanging out with those SWAT guys from the armorer's class, oh yeah, I got to see how important it is for them to be able to do their job. Sometimes they only get one shot. That's why it goes back to what Mike said from Sons. Damn yeah, thing must work. work. yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you got guys out there that that's their job. That's what they get paid to do. You, they can't go do their job if you don't give them good equipment. And, and it all starts with the components. Are they getting world-class components? Yes or no, you know? And if it's no, then they're probably not going to be building the very best rifles. But when the average shooter only shoots 300 rounds a year, who's going to find out? Right. Dude.
1: I had a, a question. So when you get a 10,000, 20,000 20, order PO, are you guys running 24 7, 365? Or not 365, but like, hey.
0: I know what you mean. Y- yeah. Yep, 85% OEE. Okay. And so what that means is there's 86,400 seconds in a day, and it's, you know, <laughs> if you're, you know, let's pretend that, you know, that muzzle brake that you're wanting to design. Yeah, I've Chris is, ordered
1: 20,000
0: <laughs> muzzle devices. Let's say that we know what the cycle time is, and we can equate that into seconds. Well, then you can do the math, and you can see, okay, I want this machine running 85% of this day, making good parts. Now, what has to what's the rest of it got to got to be to make that happen? And that's what we and do. you guys
1: are really doing it down to the second. Yeah, that's
0: and I mean, with the changeovers too, like they're constantly trying to figure out, you know, OK, the changeovers take this amount of time. How can we make it take half that amount of time? Yeah.
1: And, and I guess people probably don't realize that either is like when you're making a muzzle device or and then you have to change to a gas block.
0: And it's all about setups. You're
1: right. Yeah. Like you are not right. you're not gonna do that's not, hey, we're gonna do ten muzzle devices and then change over and do ten gas blocks. You're gonna do a run of a thousand something muzzle devices and then do another run of a thousand something
0: And what we've seen in manufacturing is families. So you have component families. And so like if we were running, you know, let's say we were running some awesome gas blocks for somebody mm-hmm. and you know, we were trying to give them a world ca- a world class gas block. Well then if there's another client that comes along and, and it just so happens that it makes sense at the right time, well, then we might be able to get all that done, Yeah, you know, because we're running families at that point. And so it just makes sense. Yeah, that for sure. We try to make it easy for, you know, for all these guys. Cause I mean, we know that sometimes, you know, sometimes the people that we're given the parts to, that's not where it stops and there's, there's other people that have to be involved in the process. And so we have to make sure that we're not the rock in the river, we got to keep everything flowing so that it gets to the end user and they're not sitting there just tapping their watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, if you're trying to make it easier on your guys too, cause if you were having to change machines over every, every half day, it'd be killer. Yeah. You're not going to get anything
0: done. It'd be killer. And I mean, that's a testament to those guys is that, you know, back at the shop is they're so good at what they do. They know how to do the setups. They know how to, you know, get things on and off the machine in a timely manner. Um, You know, like I I think, you know, one of the one of the things that we were talking about ourselves, you know, uh, that'll be ready in a few weeks. And so it's like all this stuff just goes so fast now because you've got these race car machines and you can do that. They can make all these parts and part one is the same as part one million. So, you know, as long as you master the setup and you master the tools and everything else, you can always, you know, kind of make a really, really good world class product.
2: Nice. What's the coolest thing y'all have made to you? What's the coolest thing?
0: Minigun bolts. (laughs) That's legit. That's legit. (laughs) Like, I mean, because, I mean, I got to shoot those guns and everything and see how they work. There's six of them per system. And uh, DOD says they have to be scrapped out, I think, around like 250,000 rounds or something like that. So every
1: every 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, now, mind you, like, they're still good. But, hey, we got to listen to DOD. (laughs) But... Yeah, I mean, definitely those. I mean, just That's because because yeah. they, they you know, they worked in, in in such a fashion. Like it's not like a ty- typical AR bolt. You know, like when you see minigun bolts and you see how they work and how they interact. I mean, it's it's impressive. And there's some other companies out there right now, no names. We talked about this. <laughs> no names, but there's some other companies out there right now that are coming up with exciting, innovative stuff that I've never even never even could dream of and i don't even know how they how they got to it but they got to it somehow
1: nice and you guys are i mean and i didn't realize that like you guys are making the most boring thing on an ar a gas block yeah to a minigun bolt
0: and like, we started with what? a forward assist like yeah. who cares about that yeah no one you know <laughs> like it's and, optional yeah <laughs> like, we, we looked yeah. at it like yeah, you know it if, is optional if, <laughs> if we can master this i mean then we can you know maybe be good at other things
1: do you guys get excited you're like all right like oh, uh, we're making forward assist today and then like tomorrow's like we're doing fucking mini bolt. it's bolt, yeah bolt, bolt, yeah
0: like that'd be that would we, pump me up the assembly department has their swings for sure. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a great guy in assembly. His name's Sean, and I mean, it's funny to walk in there, and I mean, you know, when it's one of those days because he's sitting there and he's smiling and he's like doing his assembly <laughs> stuff, and he's like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." That but, would pump me up. I could just like, all right, put on like some Metallica, and we're making mini gun bolts. Like, yep. we're blasting out it's Jimi Hendrix. And yeah, the, you know, some, Star Spangled Banner. Something he's just rocking out. We were all joking day. around like, about ah. that the
0: other day. We were like, you know, we want to start. Putting that on on some of the clients' packaging or helping the clients put it on their packaging is that you know these parts were made and we were listening to this music when we made them and <laughs> yeah, it makes them extra patriotic. Yeah, like. yeah,
1: plus plus ten patriotism. We dipped them in bald eagle piss before. Yeah,
0: yeah. oh that's great. Have
1: you ever seen the the, uh,
2: the Russian Orthodox guys uh, blessing the AKs? Yeah, yeah. You know, like those. Yeah, we, we we've talked about bringing Duke in. Uh, and have him, have him bless bless the rifles and it's $10 extra more.
0: There's some cool AK companies, too, that, you know, I'm just now, you know, starting to kind of see in the mix. Man, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, I, I've, you know, we, I had an M16 A2 service rifle. That's what I was issued. And so, like, I didn't even get the M4. And, like, I remember in, <laughs> in drill and stuff, we were, you know, you weren't doing it right unless you slapped off the handguards, you know, when you, like, came up with it. But, uh but yeah, to see all the advancements that they have on the AR-15 now, and and what they're doing with the platform. I mean, Sig, you know, you saw what Sig just did with their contract with their army rifles, their six eight. Mm-hmm. So, and then Sig is also helping out uh, HISD, you know, oh. down there.
2: They're the they're the nine thousand pound gorilla in the room now.
0: Yeah, Sig's
3: Sig's kind of getting up there.
2: Yeah, yeah, the. Military contractor. If I mean, if they end up taking over the service rifle.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, so you've already got the new the pistol. New pistol. They're putting out scopes for Delta. Um
1: Scopes and red dots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's. Wow. Yeah,
0: they're
3: they're covering everything because they're like the new
0: monopoly of they're, they're, the, their the new the, cult. The new cult. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really, they are. A small company that was, you know, that kept doing the right things. You know, and they had some good people, too. Like some of the good people that you see in the industry now, you know, at one time might have worked for SIG, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, like they had a job there, a role there and they, you know, they helped that team go win championships. And yeah, now they're this big, you know, company and they're helping out a lot of people. But I'm, I'm still excited about the smaller companies, you know, the ones that. Um, might've just started in the past, like five years or seven years. Um, I think that there's a lot of potential for them. Um, sons of Liberty, you know, like that. I mean, it's amazing to see what those guys are doing. Oh,
3: absolutely. When Incredible. you
0: walk through their shop and you see the building stations and you see the amount of like elite professionalism that goes into being an, uh, an armor and that, in that, uh, atmosphere, like not just being an armorer, but you got to be an armor at Sons of Liberty, you know, <laughs> like that's a whole nother type of armorer. Um, and when you walk through their shop and you see what they're doing and you see how much they're putting into their weapons, you, you know why they're hammers. Like when you go out there and you run one of their fighting rifles, it's a hammer. That thing is going to work. Mm-hmm. And so like all these little companies out there that are that are like that. That's awesome. You know.
2: And y'all doing what you're doing allows those companies to produce that stuff
0: because yeah, they yeah. can't might go even out free and buy. them up. You know, that's yeah. another thing I was going to say to you when you brought up that other talking point earlier. Is that, um, you know, in some cases it may not be the limitations. Like they might be able to make that part underneath their roof, but we free up their their machines to do other things that they've been kind of wanting to work on for Shot Show maybe, and they don't want to have it outside anywhere because they're afraid of you know leaks. And so, like, there's things that like that go on in the industry. Like, we're getting projects right now, you know, for Black Friday and for SHOT Show. And so, you know, I'm assuming SHOT Show is probably going to be a big event this year because of that. Because, I mean, there's a lot of cool innovative projects that are – it's going to blow some, some end users away. Like, big time. They're going to be like, where the hell did this alien stuff come from? Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it looks like when you drop parts off sometimes off of a Swiss machine. I mean, when you don't, when when you're able to pick up a Swiss part, and we've made it for you, and you can't tell us how, how we made it because you can't see the tool lines or the marks or anything. It's
1: like, how the hell did you guys do
0: this? It's magic. That's world class.
1: I got to come by one of these days when you guys are actually running because when I swung by, you guys were, I think, cleaning and doing a changeover. Yeah. Oh If,
0: man. if it's a changeover deal, like they they have to strip it all the way down. Yeah. yeah. And make sure that there's nothing in there, and then they have to build it all the way back. So I just want to see just like. Burr, just stuff coming off the line and a lot of times in those cycle times is there's so much going on you might have two to three you know tools in a cut and the you know the the whole workspace is moving around you know instead of moving the part around you know it's just all the tools that's moving around and so it's changing tools and you might have like 59 tools in a machine oh, wow. you know on a setup and that's it's crazy. a symphony you know it's like ah, you know just <laughs> directing the same here's the trombones the clarinets you know and it's amazing You know, to see, like, again, what they can do in 2022. Yeah. Because I don't think that the machine, you know, you rewind the clock 15 years, and I don't think machines were doing all that. No. You know? Not the the cycle times and not the B-axis and all that that crazy stuff that they can do now.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, and the product. I mean, look at how
0: muscle devices have changed in the last 15 years. That was the thing is when I came into the firearms industry, I was surprised that there was, like, no data. No like regulatory or anything like that because I came from medical. So like, you know, we had FDA as our regulatory. And like, you know, if you weren't if you weren't doing something right, you know, you you heard about it. And in the firearms industry, it seemed like, well, I'm making this. Well, I'll make this, too. And it was a bunch of me, too, type of stuff. And it's like, well, where's the testing? Where's the destructive testing? Where's the analytics? Where's the data? You know, and all that. And that's where when I uh, came across uh, Jay at Pew Science, I was like, damn it, Jay. I was like, "You're doing it." I said, "You're you're doing exactly what I've always I've always wanted to see out of the industry. I wanted to see people measuring and producing the data and making it open source for end users to pick out what they want. If you want this, you know, type of silencer and this mount, then go for it. If you want this and this, then go for it. You know. But at least now you understand, you know, what's quiet, what's not. Yeah. You know. And I know that that's all relative because, like, OSHA is like hearing safe is like. Some I think it's underneath 120 and decibels, so a lot of these commercial cans, not the military ones, but the commercial ones are only reducing decibels by about thirty to thirty five and you know they're all comparable, and so you know you just pick out the ones the best welds and the best QC departments and <laughs> you know the, the you try to find the the companies that are making world class products so that you don't get in a situation at the range with your buddies and you and you look like a goof.
1: Yeah. How much, how much you want to flex on the gram.
0: Right. They can't all be just photo props. You know, some of it, you got to be able to run and and do stuff with. And, you know, if I go to the range with my buddies and I go to shoot something and I'm all, you know, hype on it and then, you know, it just, it doesn't work or it (laughs) flies off down there. I'm like not happy, you know,
1: wasn't it at the range? At so, like they were cleaning it and they found like somebody's muzzle device, like all the way down the rifle. Oh, range. yeah, he had like a
0: laser bore cider,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the muzzle device, yeah. Then yeah.
3: Then he shot, I guess the guy shot it and then like just, just blew the laser bore cider and the muzzle device, just, just like yeeted it down the range. They <laughs> found it when they were sweeping. <laughs> I still have it, no. <laughs> didn't say where he just kind of picked <laughs> it. Yo, I wouldn't, Packed I'd be like, up mm, stuff
0: up. I gotta go. That didn't
3: happen. <laughs> he was probably
0: out there by himself or something. But. <laughs> Can I get my ID back, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all they're thinking. They're like just trying to get to the yeah, car. Yeah, just trying to get like, out before, I gotta go. before yeah. somebody realizes. Maybe I, gotta go. maybe I can get my license and get to the car before anybody sees this footage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: that's uh, Love that.
2: Well, dude, we, we really appreciate you coming by today. Man, it's man, been, thanks for having it's me. It's been an man. hour talking about what y'all do just down the road from us. And yeah. uh, one of these days, what we'll have to do, since we've got these new fancy cameras, if we can... Come down and do some video. I'm I'm sure we could find somebody that's making a part that we could go video. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Might know a guy. Might know a guy.
2: Might know a guy doing something. Dude, I really appreciate it.
0: Man, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for coming down, man. It was cool just sitting down talking to you guys. And, you know, I I always appreciate how y'all treat people. Y'all are good to people and y'all are humble, you know, and I love that. So thanks. Yeah,
2: for sure. Thank you. And for those of y'all listening or watching out there, make sure you. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, uh, sign up for our newsletter, do all that good stuff. And once again, like always, this episode is brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where we have Ike and everybody <laughs> likes Ike. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.